Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We've got Larry on his phone down there in the Southland, hopefully. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart, you've got me on the phone, we hope. My communications have been up and down all day. It's been a nightmare. Yeah, so I hear. Um, anyway, um, I think I want to, well, let's start with a couple of prophecies. Actually, it's a couple more than just a couple of prophecies that have come in. One of them I read the other day, but uh, these are not good prophecies for America. Uh, 30 Days of Death, a Jihad. I read that on Wednesday, but I want to go over it again. My children, an event is coming to terrify the people of America. Now, one of the reasons I want to get into this is something Biden said in his speech. And I want to get into it because very, very carefully worded speech. And uh, some of what he said really is about, he basically announced World War III. I'll get into that. This event is not from me. Some will claim it is. Remember, I have told you this. Uh, For the enemy will seek to turn you against me with it. My enemy has planned an extended period of terror for the American people. I will use these events to draw men to repentance who do not know me. And this time, day after day of terror attacks will occur in America. So I'm assuming it's all over the country. As I have told you, the enemy is already within your borders, America. Well, we know that from Jeremiah, of course, right? Who said that he would fill us with men as with caterpillars. And we're, we're finding out that most of these people are probably terrorists. Uh, they will strike in a coordinated attack a series of attacks that lasts many days and takes many lives. Massive bloodshed is their goal. They believe they are honoring me with their actions, but they do not. They only honor my enemy. Many of my people will be killed in these attacks. Many innocent lives will be taken. Fear not. Only know that you are not among them. I still have work for you. And you are being refined in my mercy in the time left to you to pursue that. Prepare my children as a woman is travailing. Now, that's a prophetic stance. And that's about basically Israel. And the end is not far away. The pains of travail come closer and more intense as time progresses to the end. And there will be no break in the labor only increase and here's the second one it came in today i think larry you sent that to me uh america is going into war this war will be a terrible war with great loss of life there will be much destruction 
many of America's greatest cities will be completely obliterated. They will not rise again, and America will not rise again. The people of America will roam its streets seeking food. Prepare your hearts, children, for the time I have told you is about to come upon you, and what has been ordained will not be stopped. These things must happen that I might call you home to me. Prepare your souls for your homecoming and be about my business in the earth. Lead souls to me and witness to all you see of me. If you show mercy to them in this way, I will show mercy to you. Be part of my final harvest revival, for your rewards will be great here in heaven if you are. All hope is not lost, but you will see destruction. You will know grief, but you are shortly will come home, and there is no sorrow here. There is only joy. Then all the sorrow and grief from earth will be behind you. Uh, and then he says, he quotes John fifteen sixteen, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that you should go forth to bring fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whosoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. The fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. He that winneth souls is wise. Anyway. Uh, what do you got to say about that one, Larry? Well, it just uh, it, it somehow fits. I, you know, I know most of the American people seem to have in their heads that, uh, well, Trump will save us, or our government will save us, or the next election will save us, or the the uh, Congress will save us, or you know, the the <laughs> Supreme Court will save us, or I mean, it, they go on and on and on with their saviors. Except day after day, there are none. I don't know how to yep. put it other than that. Yep. Uh, they've turned away from Jesus Christ, and the, the, even the Christians are so totally disobedient and apostate. Uh, there's no reason that uh, the Lord would be very happy about them. Anyway, here's something that's interesting. The invasion and destruction of America is prophesied by Henry Groover, and Dmitry Dudeman revealed in the plans of Russia and China being carried out before our very eyes. As Christians, we are supposed to be the children of light in the day, living in an even more darkening world. But if we walk about with our eyes closed, light does us no good at all. Our country has been seeing war on land since the terrible civil war in the mid-1800s, and that's true. We have not seen any war on our on our land. Uh, there are reports of a Japanese submarine spotted off the Los Angeles County during World War II. That was about it. But it's soon going to change. You need to know that. Believe it is true. Make plans and preparations to live through it as a Christian. Right to the point, one or more of the following list of possible events will be a prelude to an invasion by foreign forces, their effects being distraction, chaos, and the weakening of law, which, of course, they've already done, law enforcement or weakening of law enforcement, 
military effectiveness, strength, and numbers. That's all happening. We have been under destabilization from the communists for, I don't know, probably 30, 40 years now. And it's been slow, insidious, and people just didn't pay any attention to it. But you soon will be paying attention to it. You should know that such an invasion is prophesied by Henry Gruver, Dmitry Dudeman, as well as the revealed plans of Russia and China. Possible events include something within the U.S. was staged somewhere else that becomes the catalyst for military action against others. Well, we know what that is now, don't we? Albert Pike, World War III, and the war that's going on in Israel, aided and abetted by Biden. We're going to get into that. It's a trap for Israel. He's setting a trap for Israel. Anyway, civil war breaking out in the U.S., some form of nuclear radiological device, suicide bombers used to begin disruptions to our society, possible electromagnetic pulse, permanently takes down or large portions of our power grid, a catastrophic natural disaster of an intensity never before imagined, and they do have the technology to do that, using, I believe, Tesla technology, actually. Uh, our nation's economy is collapsing, and its people will have no money, no food, no jobs, and there will be no medical care and medications. A hard lockdown of the country due to any of these events, or a new and lethal virus. Don't forget Agenda 30 of the UN, the World Health Organization's treaty, etc., etc. Resistance to the visible arrival of UN forces for humanitarian reasons. Okay? And here's the rest of it. All or nearly all means of communications would be disabled. TV programming, landline phones, cell service, Internet, possibly satellite phone availability. Also, CB and ham radio transmissions can be interfered with and also tracked. And uh, you will not be able to communicate with family or friends by such means or others to find out what is really happening or coming your way. TV and radio broadcasts can be used for propaganda purposes, benefiting those who are in control. Travel would most likely be stopped by the military and in other places by armed civilian roadblocks. Some roads, bridges, and aircraft runways would be bombed, fuel supplies confiscated, no longer available, including natural gas and propane. Power grid could go well, well go down, and of course, no electricity means no lights, no heat, no cold, uh, no air conditioning, no refrigeration for food, no water, etc., etc. All food and medical supply deliveries would cease. Uh, bad people will begin ravaging the markets. Travelers, anyone found on the streets, and even going into the homes. 
and many good people would descend into desperation and do things for food and water that they would not do before. And we know that's true because the U.S. military ran some experiments on people. And they found out that after about three or four days without water, uh, the people became desperate. And with about 10 or 12 days without food, same thing happened. Anyway, the cities would be the first affected, and uh, family and friends will turn on one another because of these conditions, and many, of course, will die. So anyway, what do you think of that one, Larry? <clears throat> That's kind of rough. That's pretty rough. Uh, I just don't think this country's ready. Um, we're, we're still... Uh having holidays i mean hey yeah yeah we are we've we've lived in a civilization that's held together uh since most of us were born i'm 83 going on 84 and uh i've never seen anything you know bad really happen here in america obviously you have your little ups and downs and economic problems and this and that but we've never seen major war at all. Uh, I want to read a little bit of prophecy here. This is very controversial. It comes from Daniel 8. Now, there was a Jewish rabbi who did a lot of research on this. And uh, I want to read from chapter 3, or verse 3. I lifted up mine eyes and saw, and behold, there stood before the river a ram which had two horns. The two horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the higher came up last. I saw the ram pushing westward, northward, southward, so that no beast might stand before him. Neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand, but he did according to his will and became great. And as I was considering, behold, a he-goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth and touched not the ground, and the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. And he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing before the river, and ran unto him in the fury of his power. And I saw him come close to the ram. He was moved with anger against him and smote the ram and brake his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand before him. And he cast down to the ground and stamped upon him. And there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. Now, this is very, very interesting because this Jewish scholar thought that the ram was Iran. And the he-goat was the United States of America. Now, I want to read something else that kind of proves that. Now, I don't know if it's proving it, but it seems to indicate it. It comes from Habakkuk 1. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. O Lord, how long shall I cry? And thou wilt not hear. Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. 
Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me. And there are those that rise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked does compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Now here's where it gets interesting. Behold ye among the heathen, and regard, and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days, which ye will not believe, though it be told you. For lo, I will raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadths of the land to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. Their horses are swifter than the leopards and more fierce than the evening wolves. And the horsemen shall spread themselves. Their horsemen shall come from far. They shall fly as the eagle that hasteth to eat. And they shall come all for violence. Their faces shall sup up as the east wind, and they shall gather the captivity as the sand. And they shall scoff at kings and princes, shall be a scorn unto them. They shall deride every stronghold. They shall heap dust and take it. Then shall his mind change, and he shall pass over and offend imputing his power unto his God. Now, a lot of people have wondered what this is, but Babylon the Great, the USA, is called the daughter of the Chaldeans. I believe this is the United States of America. And it's going to be an aviation. It's going to be an aerial violent attack going along with Daniel 8 and the ram and the ego. What do you think, Larry? So I'm waiting for Iran. Yeah, that does make sense. And and we seem to be moving in that direction, uh, really, especially the last few days. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Direct threat from Putin to the USA. I gave an order for a 24-hour MiG-31 patrol with the KH-47M2 Conzel supersonic missiles target aircraft carriers in the southern Mediterranean. Uh, President Putin made a surprise intervention warning the U.S. not to expand the war. Now get this one. Not to expand the war in the Middle East region in an effort to protect Iran and Syria. Putin revealed that he ordered a 24-hour patrol And uh, these missiles, of course, are hypersonic. There's no way we can stop them. And Putin was seen when he went to China. Uh, Putin was spotted walking around with a nuclear briefcase in China. State television showed rare footage of him during his visit to Xi in Beijing, accompanied by naval officers carrying a so-called nuclear code bag, that orders the nuclear strike. 
Putin's nuclear suitcase, which gives one the order to launch a nuclear strike, came into the lenses of journalists. So there's something really heading up here uh, that we need to know about. Here's another one. Breaking news. Iran warned citizens to leave Lebanon within 24 hours. Iran has issued an urgent warning to its citizens telling them they should leave Lebanon within 24 hours. What do you think of that, Larry? What's going on? <coughs> well, it's kind of interesting. You know, Israel and uh, uh, Hezbollah is fighting in southern Lebanon, but this is uh, basically, uh, you know, pulling all the Iranian citizens out of uh, Lebanon. And, of course, on the other side, I believe Germany and France and uh, U.K. and the U.S. has called all their citizens out of Lebanon, too. It seems like they know that the scenario about uh, Israel going into Gaza and Hezbollah's threat to loose thousands of missiles on, uh, well, not only Hyphen, Tel Aviv and, and other locations, but really all across uh, Israel seems to be valid. Now, if they do that, you know well as I know that Lebanon's going to get hit. Now, who's going to hit her? I mean, it could be Israel, but it certainly could be those aircraft carriers and what's on them, uh, including those missiles uh, that comes out of the Mediterranean. Yeah. Yeah, this thing could explode overnight, folks. That's the whole point. We just don't know. It could, I suppose, get silent again. Uh, as we have said before many times, this is really up to the Lord at this point. Uh, but here's something very interesting, too. CNN headline, the House of Representatives is preparing a bill to send American forces to Israel. House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall told CNN on Monday that his committee is working on a bill in case it is necessary to authorize U.S. military forces to engage on Israel's side if the current conflict with Israel's Hamas has expanded into a wider proxy war with Iran. I hope I never have to make use of this bill. But we have a situation in the Middle East that is growing day by day in tension. If Hezbollah gets involved, already has, and Iran has already threatened it, the revelation that his committee is working on a bill known as the Authorization for Use of Military Force is a sign that the U.S. administration is deeply concerned about how the current crisis could escalate in a way that might require a U.S. military response. Now, what do you think of that one, Larry? I mean, why would they be doing that? Well, (laughs) you say, why would they be doing that? (laughs) The question ought to be, how can they do that? Because there is no house, basically, at the present time. There's no no bills being talked or moved about. There's uh, matter of fact, I think they just all went home <clears throat> when the Democrats couldn't get Jeffries in as the Speaker of the House. So with them going home for the weekend or three or four or five days until maybe Tuesday or later next week, uh, 
to even come back to Washington, I think it's a moat point. I think that yeah. I think basically, Stuart, we are so stupid thinking that we have a functional government, and all along, all we got is a bunch of communists in in the government. I mean, yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not for America. None of them. Yeah, that's the whole problem. We have high treason in, in Washington, and they're going to sell us out one way or another. Uh, but it's interesting that they are preparing a bill in case, I guess, they get a speaker. Now, what I wanted to do is lead into this something else. Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, says many U.S. citizens will perish fighting for our noble cause. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, it goes on to talk about how the World Economic Forum has a lot more power than people realize and could, in fact, put enough pressure on the selective service system to institute a draft. Now, you do have to register. But if you're 18 to 25, uh, a young man, you are supposed to register with the selective service. However, a draft is totally different. That's when they go out and actually round you up to do the fighting. And it's all connected together because there have been rumors about this draft simply because <laughs> they can't recruit people anymore. Their recruitment process is in trouble in the military. Anyway. Uh, kind of weird. And here's another one that's kind of interesting, and Larry's talked about this before, about China. China's nuclear arsenal on track to double by 2030, Pentagon reports. China has developed an arsenal of more than 500 operational nuclear warheads and is set to double that number by the end of the decade, exceeding previous Pentagon estimates, according to Defense Department report. Now, let's couple this with China's technology, which a lot of people think is backwards. Well, I have to tell you, it's not backwards. They're ahead of the United States in a number of ways, and particularly hypersonic missile developments. You may remember that China sent a hypersonic missile around the world. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, Larry, what do you think? I, I, I think China is, um, how do I word this? My take on China is they're not going to do anything unless they'll take Taiwan. They might take Hawaii, but I don't think they're going to be one of the main ones to attack the United States. They're going to be in reserve, because if you read about the kings of the East, in the book of Revelation, it's more that they seem to have their eyes on the Middle East and energy. Uh, what do you think? Well, it's kind of interesting. China basically is doing almost anything they want to do right now, and uh, taking over quite a few areas of the world without even anybody... Uh, Standing against them, especially America. America is just like a dead horse. I mean, and this is what's interesting is the fact that, you know, uh, 
somebody said, well, we got a, uh, you know, two-front nuclear war coming up. And, and somebody said, no, we just got a nuclear war coming up, and it'll be global. But the interesting thing is, is, is Biden now, and it's interesting that he doesn't want to take any money from any of the government to send to U- to Ukraine or, uh, you know, Israel, either one. He's wanting Congress to somehow draw up the money, and which they don't have, and wants to send billions and billions, not to Israel. Billions will go, he's still hooked into Ukraine, but he's yep. going to send a little bit to Israel. But a lot of it will go in for things, I heard him talking about it today. It'll go for things like uh, not only weapons, but also uh, you know, paying the social security of the uh, people in Ukraine, and and he said, people wouldn't believe what we're we're paying for. We're paying for things around the world that our own people don't get. We've got people don't have homes to live in, but nobody cares about us. It's all the other ones, and, and uh, so anyway, he's working up money we don't have to send overseas, and, and guess where he's not sending anything particularly? It doesn't appear he's too concerned about Taiwan. Of course, it could be that uh, he already knows that uh, we're not going to have to worry about Taiwan much longer. Yeah, I think so. I think he knows. We Well, they've run scenarios. It's the War Department, the DOD, has run the computer scenarios, and we probably lose a war with China in about a day or two or less, and it's over, and they win, uh, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. And, of course, we've been softened up. Our, our military <laughs> infrastructure has basically been weakened. Uh, a good share of our aircraft are down for maintenance with no parts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we have been softened up. You remember the train derailments that we've had right along. Uh, our food processing plants, over 100 now, have been set on fire, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Here's another one for you. 150,000-square-foot ammunition plant in Nebraska mysteriously explodes. Is this another planned assault on vital U.S. infrastructure? So we're shipping all of our stuff. Our ammunition's gone. We're shipping our stuff over to Ukraine, giving some of it now to Israel. And uh, meanwhile, we're pretty much defenseless over here, and uh, on and on it goes. Now, I want to get into what Biden said in a speech. Um, We are at an inflection point, was one of the things he said in his speech. Now, what does that mean? We are at an inflection point. Very interesting. The Council on Foreign Relations even had an article about it. Biden cites inflection point in history and call for continued support for Israel and Ukraine. U.S. President Joe Biden, this is from the CFR, Council on Foreign Relations, said the current war in the Middle East and Ukraine represent an inflection point in history. In a speech from the Oval Office yesterday, both the Palestinian militant group Hamas 
Russian President Vladimir Putin aimed to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy, he said, to stop them. He urged Congress to support new military aid for Israel and Ukraine. And, uh, okay, so what is an inflection point? Well, I looked it up. Kind of interesting. A moment at when a significant change occurs or may occur, a turning point. In the real world, any key event that dramatically changes the trajectory of a business, industry, economy is regarded as an inflection point. How to manage life's inflection points. This is uh, your uh, personal life. Inflection point veers life in unexpected directions. While unnerving, they provide opportunities for those who can navigate them. What's he talking about when he says, we're having an inflection point? He's talking about World War Three. He's talking about Albert Pike, World War Three, the New World Order. Big changes are coming. He put it right there in his speech, but most people probably don't even know what an inflection point means. I didn't. I had to look it up. That's what it means, folks. What do you think about that, Larry? That's kind of weird. Well, we are at a turning point, particularly, and, you know, I know a lot of the American people keep thinking that things will work out for the best, <laughs> but I, I guarantee you, they will use any emergency that arises, and once they go to the lockdown of this nation, you will never, ever get your country back. Yep. This has been long in the plans, folks. All you got to do is go back. I know people just don't read or study enough to know what's really going on. But if you go into the uh, protocols of the elders of Zion, if you go into the ancient records, they had all this planned out. It's been planned out for years. It's a script. They know exactly what they're doing. Here's another one. Biden, I think this is why I think it's a trap. Biden gives Netanyahu private backing for Gaza ground invasion. Now, he knows perfectly well the threats from Iran, uh, Hezbollah, Lebanon, and all the ones in Psalm 83 that are lining up that if they do a ground invasion, which has been halted, <laughs> how long has that been halted now? They're still not in there, are they? No, they're still not in there. What it appears to be happening is a lot of promises from, well, could you say America? I, I, I'd rather say Biden. And and uh, to me, <clears throat> any any Israeli leadership that trust Biden and his administration, um, wow, I, I just don't have words for that. However, however, it appears from, from a lot of the intel I've been reading is that uh, a lot of this pause is to, and, and a lot of people hadn't kept up with this, of course, a lot of the news is not getting out. Uh, they're still fighting inside Israel. They're fighting terrorists inside Israel, and people think that's been over for a week. Well, it hadn't. You know, they're still killing them. 
And from the intel that I'm receiving, the plan, according to Gallant, who is uh, Secretary of Defense, it's running a lot of this, uh, he says that once we have finished off all the terrorists inside Israel and the towns and territories, then we are going to take it to them. And so what appears to be is, is Netanyahu's been playing for time, if you will. They've been dragging their feet. They could have went into they could have really sent tanks into Gaza the very first day this happened, but they didn't do that. Uh, probably a smart move. I think mm-hmm. that the, the trap was set back then. However, um, I think that Netanyahu, who's not stupid either, is really playing for time to where he can get all of his cards in order. One of the things that people don't realize is he's got seven, eight, nine submarines, and one of them is a nuclear sub uh, that can fire conventional missiles or cruise nuclear missiles till he gets those in the right places. Because you got to remember, uh, some of the intel I've seen says that Netanyahu has already considered uh, a double nuclear tap on uh, Damascus, Syria. He's right. he's already he's already considered multiple nuclear strikes inside Iran. He's also considered tactical nuclear weapon strikes inside Gaza itself, and he's also considered, according to the intel, a nuke going off in Lebanon. And so he's got to get all of his pieces of the puzzle into into place, but. That that and for people that think that's a horror show, you ain't seen nothing yet because once if it's necessary and if the, if Israel comes under attack and America just backs out and lets her bit slaughtered, mm-hmm. I guarantee you Israel will go to the Samson option and it'll be Katie bar the door. Yes. Yeah, and when he made that remark about Isaiah chapter 17, he's telling them, <laughs> you know, we will take out Damascus. They'll probably try and take out Tehran, which would be the best move, actually, because uh, uh, Damascus is already kind of a ruinous heap. <laughs> a nuke would just simply finish it off. And uh, there is a prophecy that said when, uh, I can't think of it again, NASA now, what's his name that runs uh, uh, Syria? Assad, right? Assad, Assad. Yeah, yeah. There's a prophecy that I read somewhere that when when Assad's uh, capital or palace or whatever was destroyed, the whole thing was going to go south immediately. But here's what's kind of interesting. It seems like Biden is baiting Israel with all this private backing and, yeah, yeah, go get them, you know, we're behind you 100%. Because This is what's interesting, because O'Biden, Obama, in reality, hates Israel. I mean, he has an absolute hatred for Israel, Obama does. You remember how he treated Netanyahu, uh, Bibi, <laughs> when he came over to the United States. I mean, it was awful. Uh, they, in reality, then, don't have any love for Israel, nor does the United Nations. So are they actually baiting Israel into a trap, knowing that when they go into Gaza war, the whole war will erupt? 
And possibly that will give us the right, or we'll seemingly claim it, to enter into the fray, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. What do you think, Larry? I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of energy in Syria. There's a lot of energy in Iran. Wouldn't we love to get our hands on that? Well, I've seen a lot of intel that basically behind the scenes this is a uh, a move to assist Israel in its scenario with uh, Gaza and Lebanon. However, it uh, seems to be there's a lot of information coming out of D.C. that Biden's administration has really, really zeroed in on they want Iran's energy and they want Syrian oil fields. So they are wanting to basically hit the Russian forces over there in that region and also try to take out Iran and Syria and occupy it is, you know, I don't know how they plan to do that, but uh, that seems to be the plan. Is that This is something that I think they started with the Muslim Brotherhood on all of these uh, takeovers. But remember, there there was a, uh, I guess you could say a wild card named uh, Vladimir Putin that kind of messed them up on Assad. They was not ever able to dethrone Assad out of Syria. And they've been stuck on that for years. Yes. It's, it's, uh, well, of course, this is the CIA, I think, is what Habakkuk was talking about, those that go in and uh, regime changing and uh, destabilizing nations. Because it, it says, don't you realize that those whom you spoiled are going to come and spoil you? Uh, as part of the prophecy, speaking about Babylon, America, you've gone out there in the world, you've unsettled uh, many, many nations, and they are, at the end, going to come and destroy you. Now, who knows what kind of weapons we still have that are not known about. Uh, most people probably don't realize we have a fighter now, that can go Mach 10 as fast as these uh, hypersonic missiles. It was portrayed in uh, Top Gun Maverick uh, movie that just came out a little bit ago. Uh, the first part of the show is him uh, going to Mach 10 in this brand new fighter that they've got. Uh, we've got all kinds of weapons. However, all kinds of weapons, if you don't have God on your side, uh, you're in a lot of trouble because you're not blessed anymore. In fact, you're being set up <laughs> for big-time trouble. So because we don't exactly know the timeline, we'll just have to kind of watch and see how all this plays out. But uh, don't be surprised, actually, if we get involved in um, some internal terrorist activity, which would then allow the U.N. to come in with their peacekeeping forces, and it would be basically a U.N. takeover. And once, as Larry said, once that happens, we can never have America again. Because remember, the United Nations is a military operation. It's not a civilian operation. It's a military operation. It's a form of martial law. And U.N. peacekeepers are, of course, uh, operating under the military. And uh, 
once that's gone, do you really think we would ever get our Constitution, the Bill of Rights back? Of course not. In fact, if you go into the protocols and into the writings of the, uh, I guess you could call them the elite, they say this to the American, they, will, they say this is what they're going to say to the American people. We have to suspend the Constitution and the Bill of Rights temporarily to solve this uh, unrest and this, you know, activity that's going on within your country. However, as soon as that's over, we will then bring in uh, your Constitution, Bill of Rights, you'll have it all. Again, and they outright say it's a lie. They're never going to allow it to happen again. And we go under a strict new world order. That's what all of this is for. This is what all of this is about. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I was looking back at um, our good friend Barry Rothmans. Have you seen any more on his uh, latest on how that um, the reptilians helped uh, the Hamas get into Israel. Has he done any more on that that you know? No, that what I gave you the last time was all. Of course, he told me he was having some physical challenges at the present time, and of course, telling me or you that uh, about physical challenges is kind of interesting, but. Uh, I was going to tell you also, because you asked me, and I hadn't had time to tell you, Tom Horn passed away. So, I mean, there's a there's a lot of God's people, very important people, that are leaving. Yep, they're being taken on. Yep. Uh, Tom ran a pretty hefty ministry. I guess his son probably will take over. Well, it's too bad to hear that. I had gotten an email from someone who said that, I guess you know Tom Horn passed away. Uh, but I couldn't verify it, so I, d- I didn't want to say anything, but now you have verified that that's true. So, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of the older uh, prophetic people are, you know, we're all getting old. <laughs> Can't last forever. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to go through this uh, one more time because of the reptilian end of this thing. And the reason I want to do that is because if you go into the book of Genesis, what do we run into? A reptilian. Name is Satan. What do we run into in Revelation 12? A reptilian, that old serpent, who deceiveth the whole world. I don't think people, Larry, really believe that this world is actually run and controlled by a reptilian. They can't get their they get their mind around it. But yes, dear. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say right there when you read that information. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised the people that I have talked to, you know, over the years that uh, about the scenario, and of course we know. You know, that, uh, you know, Satan walking around as a reptilian in that reptilian body or whatever, that it had legs. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't crawling, it walked. 
in the garden. And and you would be surprised, Stuart, how people's minds have evaluated that scenario and decided that, oh, well, that's today's snakes. That's what that is. It's just the snakes. We don't like snakes. Snakes don't like humans. I mean, well, I, you know, that's what they figure. However, Stuart, I was watching, I shared it with Patty a little bit, too. I sent her a couple of images. Uh, I've been watching this show recently called uh, Halo, and basically it's about the reptilians, not the snakes, not crawling around on their bellies particularly, but reptilians with legs, big guys, real tall ones. And uh, it's kind of a, a, a war that's going on in the universe. And, and what people don't realize, Stuart, I think, is the fact that not so much, of course, I don't like snakes either, okay? But I know that in the garden and all of this, and when the, when the Lord said there's going to be, in it, in the, in, if I can say that word, uh, enemy, intimy, well, you know what I'm trying to say. Yes, yep. Them anyway, two. it's a... It's a word that means they're not going to like you, and you ain't going to like them. Now, y'all not going to get along well together. You're enemies, basically, is what (laughs) it's saying, is that I think that really we'll know more on the arrival because Sandeo said not only will they come from the sky, they'll come up from the ground, but we'll know when we begin to see the reptilians with legs walking around that it wasn't all about snakes. Oh, absolutely. In fact, Linda Moulton-Hill has done a lot of research and interviewed a bunch of uh, special forces people and whatnot that have run into these reptilians. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they they got a tail. In fact, uh, there's uh, David Icke did an interview with a shaman man down in, I think it was Africa. And this was ancient folklore that the shaman was telling him about the history of his tribe down there and how these reptilians actually ran things. They were the bosses and uh, <laughs> totally upright. And uh, Satan is real, folks, and he is a reptilian. And uh, I was watching a show, a uh, movie, and I'm going to post it. It's so important. I think people should really see it. I'm going to put it on a link to it. I can't remember the name of it, but it it talked about uh, the reptilian takeover about 6,000 years ago. Well, that's exactly what the Bible says. The fall of humanity was done because of a reptile who convinced Eve to eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A lot of people laugh at all that. That's why I wrote the book Locksmith, um, because it's nothing to laugh at. That's why the human humanity is dead in their trespasses and sins. That's why they've been condemned. It's universal all over the globe. When they ate of that tree of knowledge and good and evil, God said, in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Well, they didn't die, did they? They lived for about a thousand years. So if they lived a thousand years, what is he talking about? In the day you eat thereof, you will die. It was a spiritual death. And humanity, ever since, is born spiritually dead 
to God. That's why Jesus came into this matrix. He came in to be the link, and he told you how to get reborn. And he told, uh, you know, Nicodemus, he said, hey, verily, verily, I say unto thee, you must be born again, or you cannot see or enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, Satan comes in almost immediately and redefines what rebirth is. But it still stands as to what it really means. Anyway, I want to get back to these. Alien in Gaza. Reptilian. I'm going to skip one of the words because I don't know what it is. Israel. War. Arabs. Uh, wall. Warning. Border. Here's the interesting ones. Beyond reptilian. Nuke, USA. What do you think that nuke, USA, means, Larry? Are we going to get involved in a nuclear war? Are we the ones that are going to do the striking with nukes? Well, that may be, but what I thought of when you when that come out in that Torah code was that single nuke that goes off in the middle of America, you know, that begins a lot of this stuff. Oh, that could well be. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting, folks. Uh, I guess you have to make of it whatever <laughs> you want to. But uh, things are really starting to heat up. To the north, here's an interesting one, changing subjects. Trudeau's Liberal Party blocks a bill that would have prevented Canada from euthanizing the mentally ill. You see where Canada's going with all this? I mean, you can petition the government now just to simply go to a death pod and get taken care of. Well, that's soon going to be coming to America because what's happening is there's no respect for life anymore. Well, you know, you've lived. In fact, there was an ad on TV. I saw it. Some time ago, actually, where this woman comes on, she's an older lady. I think she's like a grandma. Well, you know, I've had a good 80 years. It's time for me to pass on now. And this is how they're introducing this. Because if you're not a productive citizen, you really should terminate yourself to make room for the upcoming people. And there are several movies that were made about that. I can't think of their name right now, but uh, hey, kind of the, interesting. Say again, Larry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say the the movie that really interested me, and it was the death scene of that old guy in Soylent Green, how that uh, if he'd just go on and get out of the way, not only would he be out of people's way, he'd also provide a little bit of Soylent for that green that everybody's eating. <laughs> yeah. We'll can, Grandma. When we get hungry, we'll take it off the show. I mean, this is, it's not funny, not at all. But if you don't laugh at it, I guess you'd weep. But this is an attitude that is developing and rising rapidly all over the world. Um, it's its too bad to watch. Anyway, AccuWeather, I wanted to get into what AccuWeather says. Now, to the north, according to AccuWeather, uh, 
the northern climes are going to be warmer than normal by as much as maybe three degrees or more. But the south is going to be colder by as much as to three, four degrees. So if you're in the southern climes, you might want to prepare for a little colder than normal winter. If you're in the northern climes, according to them anyway, uh, you will have uh, uh, warmer than normal winter. I thought that was kind of interesting. And a lot of this, of course, is just speculation on their part. A lot of things can change that rapidly. Anyway, here's another one. Peter Schiff, the unsinkable American consumer, is drowning in debt. Every time retail sales come in higher than expected, mainstream media breathlessly reports this is proof that the American consumer is strong and resilient. Peter Schiff explained that these retail sales numbers aren't a sign of a strong economy at all. They just reflect Americans paying more for less. And what's worse, they're using credit to do it. So (laughs) there you go, folks. Not a good way to do it, I guess. But um, we are rapidly going. We're watching a train wreck occur. What else you got, Larry, you want to bring up? Well, I'm just going to mention real quick, Hal Turner's got one up tonight, Covert Intel. Urgent news, Switzerland mails every home potassium iodide pills in case of radioactive fallout. Now, a number of nations in Europe have been giving their people uh, those type of packages of pills to be ready to use. And oddly enough, uh, basically, uh, you know, Hal Turner already says, and I agree with this, uh, he says, get your family ready, water, food, meds, and some type of family comms gear like CB ham, shortwave radio to listen to worldwide news alerts and reports. Of course, you can communicate too. But, Stuart, I look at this, and I'm, I know we're in the closing minutes, but I look at this like depending on the judgment of the Lord and really with along with Anton Johansson, some of these states are not going to go full in with uh, the USA, as you want to call it that, but yep. the judgment's coming, and there some of these, uh, there's going to be, I believe, areas of the country that are going to be given mercy and grace over those peoples, so we'll see. Yep, it's it's going to get nasty, folks. There's no way around it. You, can't, you just can't get around it. When you're under judgment from the Lord, Uh, He's given us time after time after time, grace after grace after grace. There comes an an omega point on his grace, and we've about reached that. Uh, We don't find anything, uh, no repentance is in the land. You don't even hear the word. Uh, It's just amazing, the apostasy of the Christians in America today. They might just as well not bother to be Christians the vast majority are going to be sent away, according to Jesus Christ, into eternal ruin. He's the one who says that. It's not me that's saying it. He said it. So anyway, and it, I was, it's uh, I, time to reexamine. Yeah, Larry, go. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to tell people I haven't done much posting the last couple of days. I've had some comms problems, but I'm really looking at the next 48 hours, something beginning over in the Middle East, and so I'll 
I'll be active on my Substack and blog. Okay, yeah, and I'm going to post a uh, Substack tomorrow, too. It'll be a very interesting one. Anyway, folks, take care. Heads up. Prepare yourselves because something is really coming down the pike <laughs> on all of us, and uh, I don't think it's going to be stopped by the Lord. We're, we're at Omega Point. Anyway, thanks for listening. Take care. Good night.